Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. Hello and welcome to the Punters Mate for the first time for 2022. We've got a big show ahead. We're going to have a chat to uh, Ian Brown down at the Gold Coast. And it's all about the Gold Coast in the next couple of weeks. And uh, we're going to chat to Ryan Pug Maloney. Uh, later on in the show, one of my old sparring partners and uh, good jockey, top jockey up here in Bris Vegas, that's for sure. So as I welcome in Chris Nelson, who uh, has been in hot form. Chris O, how's the week been? It's been uh, it's been pretty busy, actually, Sam. Not as busy as yours. I mean, you've been on trackside <laughs> every single day, I think, this week. And I uh, on all sorts of other shows or whatever. There's no stopping you. You've been uh, in everything. So uh, you, you're due for a rest pretty soon, I would have thought. Do you know what? I get up in the morning, I turn the computer on and just start putting numbers in, you know, like just <laughs> just typing numbers into the iPad. Like, yep. It's, uh, so I tell you what, I have, uh, I've uh, definitely got my head around the form in the, in the last 10 days, that's for sure. Bet, yeah. So we've got big weekend of uh, racing here in Queensland. Uh, Mackay today, Sunshine Coast tonight, Albion Park, Ipswich, Greyhounds and Townsville tomorrow, massive day. Uh, Saturday, uh, we've got the, the big meeting, the wave meeting at the Gold Coast at Aquas Park, Ipswich, Townsville, Bell, Albion Park and Ipswich Greyhounds. And then on Sunday, the Sunny Coast, they're backing up. They're on a heavy eight tonight mm. and uh, backing up again on Sunday. So we'll monitor that weather. Marburg trots, Albion Park and Capella Bar. Well, You've been to Capella Bar, Chris? <laughs> Funny you should ask, but no, I haven't. <laughs> But I will, as I keep telling uh, Mr. Braybrook, he'll be back next week and he'll be asking the same question, but it won't be of me. It might be of you next week, Sam. Um, just on that Sunny Coast um, meeting, heavy eight, you say, Sunny Coast is supposed to get up to 100 mils possible today. So that track may deteriorate. Uh, and I note the first two races tonight, and this is the first time we've got a dual track meeting. So the first two races are on the poly and the final six are on the grass at this stage. So we'll see what happens. You wouldn't believe it, right? I was uh, I was doing the form for Friday night picks, and um, I was uh, going through that that um, second maiden, and then and I was like, "This will handle the wet," you know, and <laughs> thinking that it's going to be a wet track. And then I just looked at just above it; it said poly track, and I'm like, "What? It's on the poly track?" So yeah, the first uh, first couple of races going around on the poly, but the, uh, you know, I have uh, I gee, I've seen. Since I've been here, what, for three years now, you, you get a power of rain. That track does an amazing job. I mean, it's uh, the, how much water it does can hold is is quite amazing, the turf track. And obviously now they've got the poly track uh, 
they can uh, switch things around as well. So that that's a good option to have. And an interesting meeting that race three tonight. There's there's a good lead there for uh, for anyone that wants to wants to get a guide through or a line through Cool and Gatter. Cool and Gatter, of course, is the favourite for the Magic Millions and an odds-on favourite. Well, the horse that ran second to Cool and Gatter, Thelwell, goes around in the second race uh, tonight. That was a doom in a couple of weeks ago. She ran in the third race, sorry, tonight. And uh, last check was a fifteen favourite there, Sammy. So your sort of odds. <laughs> <laughs> Judd Stanley will just jump out yep. and hang on, I think. Uh, that's all he'll have to do. Just hang on and should be winning easily. Yeah. Uh, what about the week? The week that was, Chris O, any highlights? Well, highlights certainly wasn't the weather last Saturday. I mean, the <laughs> rain started straight after, what, the first race uh, going past the post. Kingston's here was no sooner winning that race than uh, down came the rain and things just got worse and worse and worse. So that wasn't a highlight, but I've got a couple. Kementari, Sam. They, they backed Kementari off the map. I mean, he was a maligned horse. Now he's everyone's Who, Who's doing this? Who is, who is backing Kementari? Like, please. It might be the know. same people that are backing Cochrane up at Cairns and Rockhampton. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, 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 you know, I, uh, I, I saw – I didn't see the race, but I saw the results, and yep. uh, I was like, um, wow. Wow, we. Well, and I've got a good mate, uh, Nigel Goodenough, who works for Godolphin uh, over in uh, Newmarket in England. And he sent me through a message Am I, am I uh, seeing this correctly? <laughs> Kavantari is one. And I said, Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they I said, backed him. It's quite amazing. <laughs> he was very heavily backed. I mean, there's a horse that never had a start on a heavy track. And here he is being heavily backed. Nashville Willow rode him beautifully. And up he gets on the fence late. And. And lands the big plunge, so uh, well done to all. But correct me, he's won probably twice in the last four or five starts. He won during the uh, spring, I thought, didn't he? Down yeah, there. that's right. Yeah. He's, uh, Ollie was um, uh, threw him over the line there at Flemington, and uh, it was a, a classic Ollie ride. And they reckon you could hear Ollie in the stand. You could be sitting in the stand. You could hear Ollie roaring his lungs out at Kamantari just to make sure that he didn't get scared when he saw that winning post. That, well, uh, yeah, he doesn't seem to be scared of it anymore. <laughs> he's just coming good. So, and he'll be going around at the Gold Coast next Saturday in uh, one of those Magic Millions races. I don't know what the heck we're going to do with him there, but we'll worry about that next week. The other the other highlight to me was Golden Artie uh, winning and beating uh, Soaring Ambition in the, uh, in the two-year-old race. And He's a really good type, Golden Artie. He'll go on to the Magic Millions next week and he'll take good improvement. Ben Thompson thinks he'll win it. Wow. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, he's uh, he's a really nice horse and he G-rounded that race off uh, really well, didn't he? When when he when the button was pushed, he, he really knuckled down well, and 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 was strong on the way home. He's been good all, all starts. He was very good on debut behind Palazzo Spirit running on. Then he had a break. Then he had a trial at the Gold Coast, which was outstanding running time under a hold. No luck at all first up at the Sunshine Coast at a Friday night or he should have won there. So he might be better than a lot of people think. He might be a little underestimated. So stick with him, Golden Artie. Yeah, I thought, um, I, I must say, I thought uh, it was great to see Nashua Willer up here and, and yeah. uh, no surprise that uh, he's uh, straight on the board with winners. But uh, interesting winner on Wednesday, um, the horse of uh, Kelly uh, Schweder won with that Nash yes. won on uh, Mark Riley in the ownership. So well done to Mark and Lisa. I did say I was working on trackside, and I, I saw the ownership uh, wasn't obviously in Riley's colours, and um, 
uh, and but I saw Glen Huntley Lodge, Lisa Riley, and I'm thinking, I'm sure this is uh, Mark Riley's in this horse. And when I saw Nash was on, they're, they're good fishing buddies. Well, they're, they're great mates uh, as it is, but they, they go away a lot on, on fishing trips. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure they both would have got a big buzz uh, yeah. out, out of that win. And uh, I tell you what, I think they walked away with a bit of cash in the kick too. Well, Chris yeah, there was plenty of uh, money for their next fishing trip. They'll be going somewhere really nice, that's for sure. But, uh, no, that was... Uh, that was well. That was the query horse in the race. Just that one trial, I think that was at Mowy. So it was yeah. hard to get a line through. Kelly Sweeter, of course, trains, and there was a bit of money, and that's generally a good sign with that stable. He knows, uh, yeah. Well, that's it. And and Riley, uh, he knows how to be sneaky with one, and that, they they hid that one really well. So uh, they didn't even let you know, Sam. Not no, enough. that's right. That was only that even just the last minute. It was only that I saw the ownership and I thought something's up here. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. But uh, good on them. That was uh, good to see, and I'm sure um, they will be. Uh, uh, well, Riley will be active at the sales anyway. This well after this that, year. yeah, <laughs> he's got a, got a bit to spend. So, uh, Ian Brown. Yeah, let's chat to Ian Brown, the racing manager at the Gold Coast Turf Club, because I'm sure he's uh, he's got a big uh, couple of weeks ahead of him uh, with plenty on. So, uh, Ian, exciting times. It's come round again, Magic Millions. It has. Carnival time of year, boys. How are we? Very well. How are you, Ian? Yeah, good, good. Just fingers crossed holding this rain holds off for another 24 to 48 hours at least. Well... Tell us what's happening right now, right now on the Gold Coast. Is it raining down that way? Because it was raining on the other side of the uh, on the other side of Brisbane when I was coming down this morning. Right, uh, overcast at the moment. Um, nice breeze blowing, so good drying conditions. But a um, couple of showers overnight. I think we just got back to a soft six late yesterday afternoon. We're soft seven this morning. Majority of the tracks probably soft six, but there's just a couple of spots like the eight hundred and five hundred that are. Probably a little bit softer, but uh, if we don't get any more rain, um, you know, you should be thinking of soft five what tomorrow the, morning. What are the experts saying? I mean, I'm sure you've been in contact with the, the Weather Bureau, etc. Are they suggesting you are going to get more rain today? Oh, it just depends on which website you look at at the moment, Chris. <laughs> I think one's saying, um, one's, one's saying 10 mils over the next 24 hours. I think the bomb's saying anywhere between um, 15 and 35. So we don't want the 35, but we could easily handle the... You know, 10 to 20 mils. Well, if, if if you got the 15 to 35, obviously we get into the heavy range, but if we didn't get any more than, say, 25, that wouldn't put the meeting in danger, would it? No. No, 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 no so. we'd, we'd be right. Because I'm reading in the paper this morning seven. about a, a contingency plan that you might have to make the meeting Sunday. I thought that's a bit uh, far-fetched. Yeah, yeah, we're um, hoping we don't have to get to that stage, and if you look at the radar at the moment, most of the rain appears to be going to the north of us. I think that low-pressure system that was off the coast as a result of that ex-tropical cyclones pushing up the coast. So hoping, hoping we've missed the most of it. And this wave meeting, it's it's just got stronger and stronger now as it's gone on, hasn't it? And, you know, it, I mean, it's really good fields uh, for, for Saturday's card. Yeah, yeah, we're, the club's really excited about it, obviously. Um, Aquas got behind it to start with, and I think Magic Means has come on board the last couple of days with those rising star races. Uh, the two two-year-old races over the last four to five years, I think they've produced about three winners into the millions. So, um, yeah, really excited about it. The, the growth in the wagering turnover has been um, really good the last two years. So 
provided we get a good deck to play on, we're hopeful the, the punters rally behind it and we get a few people out here to enjoy the races. How much time do you get? Uh, how much time do you get to, to party? I mean, everybody parties on the Gold Coast at this time of the year. Is it is it all work for you? Ian's always partying. <laughs> um, I'd like to say that uh, I enjoy the social side of it most of it. I think this year I'll probably be putting myself in cotton wool to try and cotton wool to try and stay healthy. Yeah. Um, I think I think Steve Lyons probably wants me on deck on the, the next two Saturdays. So. Uh, the idea at the moment is to avoid most of it. We'll be there on Thursday night for the Calcutta. That's another event that's really gone from strength to strength. We're hoping to get about 800 people there on um, on Thursday night, um, get the pool up over 100,000. And for anyone listening, they can they can go online to the um, our website, the Gold Coast Turf Club website, and buy some raffle tickets to hopefully draw a horse in the Calcutta. We should be doing that, Sam. Now, uh, COVID, of course, is the dark shadow. Any uh, any issues around uh, attendance tomorrow? Are they restricted at certain numbers? Are there certain restrictions in place for, for anything at all that the patrons need to know about? No, no restrictions. It's just, um, as was announced in December, you need to be doubly vaccinated to attend. Um, and then those inside uh, will be required to wear masks when they're not sitting down enjoying the food and drink. Um, and just when you're outside to um, social distance as much as you can. What about what about the sales? Uh, this is something might be out of your jurisdiction, but the sales next week. If you're walking around the sales yard, say you're indoor in that uh, area there where the, um, the, the the sales take place, would you have to wear a mask in there? I'm not completely sure on that, Chris, but uh, I would have thought so. If it's yeah. classed indoors, then yep. I'd imagine that would be the requirement. That yeah, if you're up and about, you need to wear a mask. And just aside from uh, obviously. Uh, uh, breaking away from the next two weeks, where is it at, uh, Ian, with the, with the whole um, track redevelopment and there's new stables going, there are plans for, for new stables going? Where's all that uh, at at the moment? Uh, in a nutshell, it's all out to tender at the moment. So the yep. infrastructure upgrades, the tracks, tunnel lights, that's out to tender. Um, the same with the uh, redevelopment of train tech. Um, to increase that from about 130 stables to 300 stables. So that's, that's all out to tender. I think the train tech redevelopment closes um, mid-February, uh, about the same time actually the infrastructure upgrades do. So, And that project will start straight after Gold Coast Cup in May where we'll start uh, building our synthetic track. So will we wow. lose any meetings along the way after that? Uh, no. No, the intention is to keep racing and uh, training as much as we can throughout the whole project. So that's that's why we've deliberately staged it. We'll um, we'll do the synthetic track as stage one. Stage two will be um, redoing the the bee grass, um, and then stage three will be the, the course proper. So um, after Magic Millions in 2023. So, so when the course proper's not there, we'll race on the uh, the synthetic. As much as we can, yeah, and um, and then maybe push a few Saturday meetings out to Bay Desert as well. So between the two venues, we'll we'll try and continue to race as much as we can. That's interesting. We'll have a synthetic track at the Gold Coast. We'll have a synthetic track, or we have got one, or a poly. Is it the same? Is it going to be a synthetic like poly, exactly the same as the Sunshine Coast? Yeah, yeah, that's been the mandate, is that it's, uh, it's exactly the same surface. So that the, the stakeholders and the punters have got a, a bit of confidence in it. Mm, interesting. Have we have, yeah. have we got anywhere with the um, uh, the Friday nights versus Saturdays? Uh, I know that might have been an issue going forward that uh, certain people wanted to race Friday nights, but you wanted to keep your Saturdays. Is that any decisions been made on that as yet? Not at this stage, no. So the lights won't be in place until 
towards the end of the project, which will be late 2023, early 2024. Um, and when those programs are determined, um, we'll start making those decisions. But, yeah, the intention is to have some Friday nights, but we obviously have a very successful business model on Saturdays, yeah. so we'd like to continue to race Saturdays as much as we can. Um, we get a, you know, a large number of patronage every year, um, here every Saturday, so we'd like to continue that, but obviously the, the, the night racing is a certain aspect which we believe will work well here on the Gold Coast. It's all those bucks parties and hens, hens days and hens whatever, Sammy, that's what they are. And the, party time. And the season footy trips, Christmas yeah. parties, that's, that's any, the one. Any reason to have a party. <laughs> On the good well, trip, that's right. It's uh, yeah, that and and that's what it's going. It's, that party is uh, definitely going to rev up uh, for the next couple of weeks for sure, and uh, it it never disappoints. It amazes me, uh, like it just in the short to- amount of time that I've been going. You know, it's uh, you know, and even when down in Melbourne, you you used to hear you know obviously trainers and everybody going up to the Gold Coast, but I think uh, just in. in you know, in in recent years, that it's just got even more popular. It's it's massive now, isn't it? You know, and I, and I think people just they plan their year around it. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, we're really excited about it. It's um it's a week long event now, probably a bit biased, and so it's the biggest week in in racing in Queensland for the year. But um, get up here on the, they all get up here and start inspecting the horses. They've got a race day, wave day on the Saturday, polo Sunday. Um, Barrier Draw Tuesday, Calcutta Thursday, and then then the Grand Final Magic Means Race Day for over ten million on a Saturday. Do you um, partake in any of the polo, Brownie? I don't play. No, no. Do you go? Do you there's watch? There's a bit of show jumping on too. I think there's a bit of show jumping on this year. Too. There is a bit of show jumping. Yeah, yeah. You, you get a ticket to that, Sammy? No, I haven't. It, uh, I, I think. I don't know, but I think I'm working. I'm pretty sure I'm working. <laughs> but working. Uh, yeah. it, it, uh, no, it's, I, I went last year uh, or the year before, and uh, two years ago, and it was a great day, fantastic. Uh, so no, and and everything's so handy, isn't it? You know, like I mean, uh, if you come out of the racetrack or you come out of the sales or you come out of the polo, you know, you you're there. You everything's so close, and that's I think that's what uh, makes it so easy when you want to catch up with people, you know. Heaps of racing people are around, and you want to catch up with people. It's not far to go anywhere, so uh, that's that's also what makes it so good. I can just quickly tell you too that um, it's not far to walk home from the Gold Coast track back to surface either, because I did that many times as a younger fella. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you walk home on a straight line, Chris? Or no, were you a bit wobbly? <laughs> I was a little bit a little bit wobbly sometimes, but uh, I always made it back, Sam, and that was the main thing. But didn't have any dinner that night. Well, Ian, all the best. Uh, it's going to be a really exciting time, so uh, best of luck with it. Thanks, fellas. Look forward to catching up. Thanks, Ian. There is Ian Brown, and, yeah, what a, what a uh, couple of weeks we've got uh, down the Gold Coast. And what we've got uh, an OB there on next Friday, isn't it, Chris-o? Uh No, the OB is Tuesday morning, I think, isn't it? Oh, is it Tuesday, Tuesday morning, morning for the barrier draw on the beach. Barrier draws right, on okay. the beach yep. at, on Tuesday morning, and uh, the Sporting Globes next Friday Sporting Globes afternoon. Next Friday. Yeah, the oh, Pado, that's what that's what I was Pado thinking. Wednesday, Sporting the Sporting Globe, Globe Friday afternoon, yeah. all sorts of different things. Uh, Thanks, Brixie. Good to see you're on the ball. I have to be plenty on. Well, we better take a break because uh, when we come back on the other side, we're going to have a have a, get the odds, all the latest odds, and talk to. Our main man at Crossbet.
Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters, mate. And it's time to get our odds from Scott Cross at Cross Brett. Uh, freshen up your punting this summer with CrossBet, Australia's freshest sports betting app. Download the Cross Download the CrossBet app today and gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. Scott, there is plenty to bet on this weekend. Absolutely. Very good morning to everyone. Good morning, Scott. The cricket, the Ashes. How are we situated there? Uh, Where's all the money going? Oh, look, it's no surprise where it's going. It's actually the draw. Um, look, at the start, England looked uh, quite good. I mean, they had us at three for 117, and, you know, they had a good session there, and I thought maybe, you know, this might be England's time they might actually put something together. But, unfortunately, Usman got away. Well, fortunately, sorry, Usman got away, got 137. Smith got 67, and we ended up declaring at eight for 416. When the market opened, uh, England was $13. They're now blowing out to $47. Uh, Australia are 213 for the win, and the draw is $1.76. And, you know, it looks like with more rain to come, uh, it could, unfortunately, uh, end in a draw. Yeah, looks like the only chance for uh, for England there. Now, a big day of racing on the Gold Coaster tomorrow afternoon, of course, Saturday, or the first Saturday of the Magic Millions Carnival. Uh, the race we wanted to touch on is the main race, the qu- quarter of a million dollar the wave, and that is race number seven, 3.52 local time. Please tell me, Scott, that there's been some money around for my tip, number five, Tamalade. There certainly has. Look, Beautiful. I could almost make a case for four horses here. There's four key standout horses here on form. They've all got, you know, soft and heavy form, which I think, given the rain uh, that we're going to see, is probably going to come into effect. And that's uh, Lord Ardmore. It's the favourite at three dollars ninety. Love Tap at six fifty. Wheelhouse at five dollars. And Tamalade uh, is the market mover. Fifteens into seven fifties. You could make a case for all four of these horses. Um, Brett Preble on Lord Ardmore. They very rarely comes up uh, to the Gold Coast, so there's probably a case there for that. The other Waller horse, Wheelhouse, uh, has been standard amount of money coming in for that. Tamalade is the market mover, as I said, at 750. However, if I had to pick one for value, I'd be going Love Tap. Uh, Nashville Wheeler on board. I think it's 650 out of the four. You know, probably seems the best value, but very hard to split. I think that makes for a great uh, trifecta market right there. Question without notice. Is there anything else yep. during the day that's been heavily backed off the top of your head that the punters might be able to launch into? On, uh, sorry, at, at, the, at the meeting? Anywhere you like, around Australia, if Gold Coast yeah. or anywhere. Yeah, well, actually the race before that, the five... Paladas is the market mover. Once again, it's gone from 450 into 330, and it's a pretty big hold for that race. So that's another standout just off the top of my head. Mm, good to know. Well, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's going to be a big, uh, big punting meeting, uh, that's for sure. Thanks very much, Scott. All the best. Thanks, Scott. Not a problem. Take care. There is Scott Cross. It's news time. Uh, we'll be back on the other side, and we'll have a chat to Brisbane's leading jockey, Ryan Pug Maloney.
over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters, mate. And, uh, yeah, big weekend of racing uh, down at the Gold Coast, but... uh, I tell you what, we've got racing all over the place, and it's been it's been a good couple of weeks uh, of racing up here in Brisbane. We are now to one of our favourite segments: follow, fold, or forgive. And I've got a few couple of forgives today, but I'll Whoa. let you go first, Chris. Oh, well, I've got a question for you after this, so I'm not going to uh, dilly dally with these. Don't stop is a definite follow from last Saturday at Doomman. Just spotted him making some nice ground late. And he goes around at the Gold Coast tomorrow. So don't stop. Certainly a horse to follow. Kikoo from the Chris Wallace stable will go to that uh, Phillies and Mares race, I would say, on Magic Millions Day. Was first up last week and ran on nicely along the inside. So Kikoo, K-I-K-U, Nudge, I'd say, will go to the same race, same stable. Very nice type of mare we know, Nudge. Uh, 1,200 was a bit short for her. Look for her over that little, I think it's 1,300 metres next Saturday. So Nudge goes in as well. And I finally have to fold on this one, uh, Sammy. <laughs> Jackson on time. He was disgraceful. So he's just never... <laughs> His first two runs were fantastic. His next two were deplorable. So he's uh, in the bin. Jackson on time. Gone. Your turn. Well, well I... Look, I had a bit of a... I had a bit of a throw at the stumps with uh, one on Wednesday... At Doom, and I just had something on it just because I thought it would be uh, strong at the mile, and I don't think it was too bad. Infinite Joy, it was huge odds, and uh, it led into the straight, uh, didn't it? Yeah, and it well into the straight. Um, but I tell you what, it, I was surprised that it led. I was, I was, uh, I, I did think from that gate maybe it might box seat. And I, do you know what? I think it's worth a follow uh, into. A, uh, another run, you know, obviously something easier. Uh, but at the mile, I think it, um, you know, if it found a mile race around Ipswich or something, it'll be good value and it drew a good gate. I think it'll be better just ridden a little bit softer because it it uh, it was up there for a long way on uh, on Wednesday and it wasn't hopeless. And the other one, uh, who I think was, a, you know, a, a bit of a forgive was uh, If You Can Dream. I know we were oh. both on it and... Why lead? It was, it was a bit the same, you know. It it, um, it was just the fact that it had to lead up, and you could just see that it just wasn't totally comfortable in that spot. And drawn a good gate, if it could jump and, and sit one out, one back, uh, or fifth or sixth off a, a solid tempo, I think uh, I think it'll it'll uh, get back yeah. to winning form if you can dream, because uh, it, it wasn't too bad at all. That's where we wanted it in the run. I don't think either of us or anyone expected us to lead, expected the horse to lead, considering it had run on well at, uh, at the previous start. So, yeah, I'm with you there. And got taken on in front. Didn't get any peace in front whatsoever. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm agree with you. Now, my question was, I just heard in the news then that a uh, Brisbane man in his 30s just won $60 million in Powerball. Firstly, was that you in your 30s? <laughs> well, no, because I'm 44. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm well out of that range. And um, secondly... What would you do with it? Would you go to the sales next week? And if so, how much would you spend out of the sixty uh, million? I'll tell you what. If I had sixty jump in, like like that fella did, he got the whole sixty jump in. I'd definitely go to the sales and uh, buy myself a yearling. Yeah, um, there's no doubt about that. I'd buy myself a big ranch on on at Sunshine Beach. There's no doubt about that. This is one of my favourite spots ever, and. Uh, yeah, I I did say when I saw it on the news this morning, I did say to Nick is. Uh, I didn't even buy, and I've got I've got a, a ticket like you know with this. It's like 
I don't know, 40 bucks on it or something, Powerball ticket from a few weeks back. And I said, I didn't, I forgot all about that. I didn't even go and buy a ticket. And I, and I said, but isn't that good? 30, imagine being 30 and waking up today oh. and being 60 million richer. Like, yeah. it's, uh, I tell you what, the next, couple, the next couple of weeks for him is going to be party time. I'll There's say. no doubt about that. Going to get a lot of new friends. <laughs> That's for sure. I'd save, I'd take out five mil and I'd give it to a bloodstock expert and say, this is my portfolio. There's five million to spend. I want you to get some good horses. You look after it, but just keep me in the loop. Because I don't really care. Five out of 60 is nothing. <laughs> no, well, that's it. it, uh, it uh, I tell you what, and with, with five, uh, you'd be able to buy a couple of nice ponies. You There's no too. doubt about that. I'm, I'm going to say you'd have a bit of fun uh, spending five. Yeah. That's for sure. And if it- there'll, be, there'll be a bit more than five spent uh, in that... Uh, in, in that uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, the auditorium. The auditorium there, which is a, just They'll a great be- <laughs> place to go and sit and watch it all unfold. I was there the time Sunline went at the broodmare sale for four point two million, and you really? could hear a pin drop. It was just fantastic. It was just great sitting there listening to that. Yeah, it was wow, really good. Wow. Well, good times. Mm. Now, are we going to a break or are we having Ryan Maloney straight yeah, on? We're going for a break. So we'll okay, break we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we will have the leading jockey Ryan Parkman. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters, mate. And uh, it's nice to now be able to catch up with uh, one of Brisbane's leading jockeys, uh, Ryan Pug Maloney, who uh, is somebody that, uh, from the time he hit the ground in, in Brisbane, Chris o, he just... Uh, banged out the winners he's well, uh, he's done a super job and he's now uh obviously stuck here firmly or you know should i say stuck's not a great word no he's, that's uh, by he's, choice he's, 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 stuck he's here. based here yeah he's <laughs> he's uh based here and and uh having a super run good morning pug <laughs> Morning, boys. Thanks for an introduction, Sammy. <laughs> stuck. You, know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It, uh, <laughs> but it's fair to say that um, uh, it's yeah, it was it was a big big move uh, when you made the move, wasn't it, Pug? And um, because you were you were going really well uh, down home in Melbourne, but uh, just just wanted a, a, something a bit different, and obviously uh, got got some really good opportunities up here. Yeah, 100%. Like, looking back now, like, you had have said uh, would have linked up with Alligator Blood and Isotope and uh, the Golden Stable and things like that. Um, you know, that that's, that would have been a dream. But um, I didn't... Uh, the way I looked at it, I didn't uh, have a lot to, lot to lose. I could always come back if it didn't work out. It was too good an opportunity. And, um, yeah, lucky for me, it certainly did work out. And what about uh, I thought interesting to read uh, during uh, the week one of one of uh, your good mates in Daniel Buckets Moore. I mean, it was not that long ago that Buckets was putting the feelers out uh, about coming up to Queensland for for a change of scenery, and now he's got the big job in uh, Hong Kong. That's a massive get. Yeah, he had a, obviously had a great spring, and um, uh, it certainly opened a lot more opportunities, and hence why he's got into Hong Kong. Ryan, did you ride very often uh, against Sam? Yeah, I did, I did actually, yeah. And yeah. Well, how would you describe him as a rider? Very aggressive. Not like you, then. 
no, no, I didn't. Oh. No, he was uh, pulling the pose, but um, uh, he wouldn't give you an inch, and um, if he got an inch, he'd, uh, he, he wasn't very happy about it. <laughs> Angry young man. <laughs> yeah, or, 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 ordinary aggressive jockey. He's, uh, that's a fair way to go. But uh, uh, but we had, we had some good do- times bashing around Camperdown and Terang. And, yeah, uh, I was yeah. stirring up Dean Yindle and uh, Matty Gat. It was, uh, it was all for a laugh. It was good times, good times, yeah. So, uh, Pug, gee, uh, it's... You, you know, exciting times the next couple of weeks. Um, and how do you work? How, how does it work for you with your with your manager? Um, booking, you know, are you booking these rides for for these big meetings uh, a, a long way out, or is it? Uh, how, how does it work that way? Uh, yeah, we've got, we've got we've got four teed up, four or five teed up already. Magic Millions Day. Um, I mean, sometimes you you probably got to put the feelers out early. Um, Sometimes you lock them in quite early, and then other times it's just better to sit on the fence and um, wing it a little bit. But um, generally, yeah, you usually probably lock them out, lock them in pretty um, pretty early. And having having the backing of the the Golan stable must be a massive help. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, um, majority of my winners come from from Sony, and um, so it's quite easy from my manager's perspective. Um, he just sort of uh, goes through what I've been riding and what's heading there, and um, generally, uh, it's um, it's quite easy from his end and just, my end. It's, it's I must say, um, just with Tony Golan, like he's obviously a massive operation, leading stable. He spreads he spreads it around a bit though, doesn't he, with his jockeys? No, no, he's very loyal. Um, yeah, uh, he's got a, quite a few riders that do do a lot of work for him. So, no, he's. Um, He's very loyal. It's uh, it's um, he's got a great operation. I mean, the amount of horses that he's have come to him and uh, been below par form wise. Um, the the way he turns them around. Um, you know, it's a real credit to him. Um, uh, with horses like um, Jonker and yeah. I'm sure there's a few others um, off the top of my head, but uh. Yeah, he's got a great operation, um, and I can see why he's so successful. Well, Salatine's a perfect example too. Uh, only had a f- yeah, like f- three yeah. or four runs since coming up from Victoria, and uh, away from Eagle Farm has been been a revelation. Just just on that yeah, with Crone. your yeah, Crone, another one exactly, and that was a good run last week. So just on that with your manager, if if you've got two or three uh, options from the Golan Stable for, as for a right, who makes that final decision? Obviously, you put your head together with your manager, but who uh, has the final call? Sergeant. Generally, Tony makes a call for okay. you. Um, generally, he does. Sometimes he leaves it up to you, but um, he's pretty good at picking the right the rider for the right horse. Yeah. Um, he knows his horses extremely well, and uh, he, he really, really gets it wrong, really. So, um, no, generally, he makes that decision, and, uh, yeah, it generally works out fine. Does he ever get stroppy? Like oh. you know, I just, I just thought, I just thought about um, that question, and and then I was just thinking back to, um, uh, you know, blokes that that we would ride for back home that'd get stroppy, and um, uh, you know, someone uh, sadly uh, we lost during the week, but Rick or Lacey, he could throw a tantrum when <laughs> when things didn't go your way. Rick could throw a tantrum, couldn't he? You know? Oh yeah. 
he certainly could. I remember I rode for him as a kid, and they went a million miles an hour, and we were expected to be right up there at Geelong, and um, it didn't have any speed, and uh, I got held up in traffic and flashed home once I finally got clear, and, uh, oh, yeah, no, look, before I even got off the horse, he was giving it to me. <laughs> It's funny, I, I murdered one for him at Geelong one day too and gee, did he rev up and he said, don't, don't, uh, it was back in the days when the jock, uh, when the trainers could go in the jockey's room, he goes, don't, leave the, leave him at the door, I don't even want to come in and look at you, just leave him at the door and I, I was like, mate, you can't look at me, you look the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> On the other on the other foot though, if you rode a good race and got a winner for him, did he give you a did he give you a bouquet or no? You didn't hear from him. Yeah, uh, not uh, much, not for, much. For the whole time I rode, for the whole time I rode for him, uh, he called me Reese. And every time I said, <laughs> "Oh, I thought you were Reese McLeod," I said, oh. I said "No, no I'm Yeah, no, you're riding good. Uh, yeah, anyway. Next time come around, he'd still call me Reese, so I just gave up again. <laughs> just answered a Reese. Every time I gave, every time I gave a bomb, uh, Reese McLeod would cop a bomb. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, Ryan, you've got some really important rides tomorrow. There's, I think, four horses here you're riding that I've tipped on top, so I'm hoping that you have a good day, because if you do, I will too. Sir Rocket in race two. He looks a good thing to me. Yeah, it doesn't look well placed there. Um, uh, certainly his last start, um, he... Uh, he it was an almost run uh, with the give it with the give out of the track too. I think brings him right, even more into play. So a little bit of pace around. Um, I'll just uh, see what Michael wants me to do. But I, I, he can race up on speed, and I'd imagine that's what be what we'll be doing. Swiss Exile, very very interesting two year old, goes around in uh, in the Golden Nuggets. Of course, ran third to Cool and Gatter last time out. Thalwell, who goes around at the Sunny Coast tonight, ran second. I thought it was a good run, wide all the way. Had to do plenty of work. Yeah, and I, I think the most um, important part is the, the blinkers go on. Um, we were we did want to go forward the other day, but he, he jumped a lot better than what he did at uh, Eagle Farm, obviously. But mm. he didn't have the court the speed underneath me to to do what I wanted to, and um, it was quite a low pressure race early. And then when Colin Gaddis went forward, um, everyone else wanted to come come up with us, so. Um, yeah, it was a bit muddling and ugly, but um, from that gate tomorrow, um, I'm sure with the blinkers going on, uh, he'll be able to hold a prominent spot and certainly could himself well. Do you think Cool and Gat is beatable? I, I certainly think after the other day, I don't think she she didn't look 100 percent in the yard too. But um, and obviously the Kieran and Eustace, the yard they do have them spot on for the main day, but I just. Certainly, two-year-olds. Just she's um, obviously only had the two starts, and they can be explosive one day and look like the next champion, and then the next time they step out, just not uh, all they crack up to be. But mm. certainly, off the other day, you'd, you'd imagine she um, she she can be vulnerable for sure. Honey Pot's a very interesting ride. This filly in the uh, the Gold Pearl, she completely messed up at the start at the Sunny Coast. She was really good. We haven't seen her since. She's got a wide gate, but that might be uh, probably a good spot to be by the time we get to about this race. Yeah, she's just she's, um, she's probably a bit of her own worst enemy. She mm. gets very worked up. Um, she actually had a jump out at um, Doom and Jimmy Burnrider, and she she was quite well behaved. She she really sprung the gates and um, put herself right up there. So if she can get get it most mostly right on Saturday, I'm. 
I'm sure uh, she can uh, be very prominent and she's got an abundance of ability. Um, and she certainly need to sort of bring her A game. Obviously, there's quite a few uh, well-performed two-year-olds in the race, so um, she would certainly need a few favours going away and be on her best behaviour. Race number five, fall on a start, drawn a good gate, Pug. Looks a uh, good hope. Yeah, it looks, um, does look a really good race for her, actually. Well placed, gets gets well in on the weights after her last start. A um, little, little bit of pressure there, but um, I just said to Trent the other day, I said she doesn't, I don't think she has to lead. Um, she probably would have been, I think, better chasing something the other day, but um, she was quite dominant the other day. Does like the sting out, so um, hopefully it doesn't get in the heavy rains. We're getting this, all this rain we're expecting, but um, yeah, she certainly looks well placed in that race. Chris Nelson had the house on Xenophil last start. Can <laughs> it win again? Sorry, what? Who? <laughs> Me. Xenophil? Me. <laughs> Apparently, oh. I had the house on Xenophil last start. I wish I had it. <laughs> <laughs> Can it win again? Uh, yeah, I can't see why not. Um, uh, certainly, obviously, Danny O'Brien's, I think, is the real danger. I think the way it gets in, uh, in on the weight, obviously, drawn a bit awkward where I am, but um, if I could follow, hopefully, follow it, I certainly think it's the one to beat with um, also Lord, Lord Moore. Um, Jack Duncan uh, does a great job with his horses, likes to sting out, and if we can get. Um, Get the get the run that I hope in, in behind Starrell. Um, she's certainly uh, certainly one for the models. I got to wind it up, Ryan. We're getting uh, the wind up signal from the uh, the producer here, so we'll wind it up. Best of luck for tomorrow at the Gold Coast. One we didn't mention was Paladas. I think it's a good thing, and I hope you get that one home as well. All the best for tomorrow and the rest of the carnival. Cheers, boys. Cheers, On Ryan. Your pug. We better head for a break, Sammy. Good out. Welcome back to the punters, mate, and uh, we're in the final 50 yards now, uh, finishing up. Have we got, uh, what are we like for the weekend, Chris? Well, I'll lead the way, Sammy. I'm going to go race two, number two, Sir Rocket. We just spoke to Ryan. He gave us a good push, and I'm glad to hear that. So race two, number two, Sir Rocket at the Gold Coast. Won't matter what condition the track's in. This horse will plough through it and should be winning. Race two, number two, um, Race three, number... No, I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with race seven, number five, Tamalade, each way. Absolute swimmer. Uh, should handle... We spoke to Scott Cross about Tamalade. I think 1,800 metres is uh, quite okay. Hasn't won beyond 1,600 metres, but those 1,600 metre wins and efforts have all been strong finishing. So they're the ones for me. Two, number two, Sir Rocket, and seven, number five, Tamalade. What do you like, Sammy? Uh, I tell you, I like Swiss Exile. I'm really looking yep. forward to seeing her run again, and I like the way uh, Pug was was talking about it. Um, and interesting to hear what he said, wasn't it, about um, uh, Kool and Gatta yeah. and, and on appearance. So, yeah, and so that was very interesting. Um, i tell you what I think will win tonight. Well, well I think it'll win tonight. <laughs> You're going to take the $1.15? <laughs> Yeah, it'll win. It'll win by a minute. You take no one problem. with it. Take an exacto. They'll run first and third, <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> well, thanks, Chris. O. Best of luck for the weekend. You too. Thanks, Sammy. Good luck.